welcome to Massive Late Fee. And now your hosts, Mark and Carol. Well, hello everyone. Welcome back to Massive Late Fee. My name is Mark. With me as always is my girlfriend, Carol. How you doing, Carol? Hey, what's up? Much has been a good week here at Massive Late Fee. It is March 30th, 1996. It is. And we've watched some things. And done some things. And talked about some things. I feel like it's been many days. It's only been a week. <laughs> but well, a week is many days. That is true. Technically, so, a week is many days. That kind of explains it. The show we talk about movies and TV and life, <laughs> friendship, perseverance, dedication. You're weird. I don't know what the fuck you're doing. But, yeah. Uh, you know what's persevered, though, Carol? What? Is the fashion of the Rat Pack. Dean Martin, Frank Sinatra, Sammy Davis Jr., Peter Lawford, and don't forget that sly little one-liner Joey Bishop. <laughs> Why are you just staring at me? Because I don't even know what to say, like, to that. Okay. I mean, I know that you're a grandpa, but if you could just... This is not. Even, this isn't even me. Come on. If I could just not. This isn't even me. This is this is the Detroit Free Press. Ah. Uh, okay. Okay. And it's it's this thing says every time there's a skinny shiny suit, they, they're there. Every time there's a uh, open collared an open collared button up shirt, they're there. <laughs> the Rat Pack apparently. The, their fashion is coming back into vogue. It says ever since Dean Martin tragically passed away on Christmas Day last year. Aww. Yeah, they, uh, they've they been talking about it and doing things about it. I don't know. Skinny suits and skinny suits and, and hats, fedoras and open collared shirts. Hmm. Interesting. Windbreakers. Cardigan that- sweaters. The cardigan sweaters. Yeah, that's uh, Joey Bishop wore cardigan sweaters all the time. See? Huh. Like that. Ew. Um, yeah, I'm not a big fan. It must be <laughs> like something that's happening in cooler areas than where we live because I don't really see people dress like this. Well, I think it's more. I think it's more on the runway. And I don't know how much of that fashion actually trickles down to real people. Right. <laughs> I've often wondered that when I get like a Seventeen magazine and I flip through it and I see all these wonderful clothes and then like I can never find them and nobody wears them. You know, it's not wonderful, though. Hmm. At Harper Woods Eastland Center this weekend is going to be this. I want you to see this picture. What in the actual hell is that? (laughs) Doesn't that look like because it's in black and white, too, and it's not that particularly great picture. Doesn't that look like a picture that you would find in a serial killer's trunk or something? Yeah, I feel like I'm having some kind of waking nightmare. It's called Bananas in Pajamas. No. Yes. Those are Bananas in Pajamas. It's a children's program, apparently. Or children's thing. Like 
people intentionally watch that horror show? Like, yeah, they do. And look at what their names are. What they're stitched on there: B one and B two. <laughs> That's very creative and original. They're bingo letters. Oh my god! It's so. I that's there's no real story there. I just wanted to show you that. I wanted to show you that picture that I saw in the paper. Wow. Yeah, terrible. Terrible, terrifying. Just Ter- no. Terabunda. How about Foo Fighters frontman finds there's life after Nirvana? You familiar with the this band, the Foo Fighters? Mm-hmm. They're fighting foos. <laughs> uh, let's see. With the dog. Isn't it Wag the dog? I don't know. Anyway, to uh, to appreciate how fulfilled Foo Fighters frontman David Grawla is today, you need to understand how empty he felt in April of 1994. Yeah, I bet. Why? Because Kurt Cobain killed himself. Oh, well, yeah. Remember, I mean, we talked about that. Well, yeah, I'm Two sorry. I just ago. don't remember exactly, like, the day and shit. Oh, you don't, huh? <sighs> Terrible. Yeah, I'm a horrible person. Because I have other things that I think about. Yep. Then, then, then uh, Kurt Cobain's suicide, that should be what you think about every day. <laughs> right. Kurt Cobain's suicide. Uh, anyway, so, yeah, he's uh, he started a new band, the Foo Fighters, and apparently he's found life. Well, good for him. After Kurt Cobain's suicide. So, I mean, you know, that's... That's cool, right? Yeah. I'm I'm happy for him, whatever, but have you heard any of their songs? Um, I think so. It sounds familiar. What what are their songs? I don't know. I haven't heard any of their songs. <laughs> That's why I was asking you. I don't know. We'll have to, you know, pay attention on the radio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't I don't even know if they have an album out yet or not. I've I've vaguely heard of them cuz I know I think they're touring, I think. Okay. But I don't I don't know. I th- I guess they probably have an album out. They probably have an album out and they're touring. On that album. Right. Would be my guess. Anyway. uh, Real quick. Before we move on to all the great things that we watched. (laughs) We did watch some great things this time. We did. The Oscars were this weekend, though, or last weekend. Mm -hmm. And we've got to talk about some stuff from the Oscars, I think. So... Kevin Spacey won for The Usual Suspects, Best Supporting Actor. Okay. The reason we watched it. Right. I, I mean, he was up against James Cromwell in Babe, Ed, Ed Harris in Apollo 13, Brad Pitt in 12 Monkeys, and Tim Roth in Rob Roy. So, yeah. I mean, I think I don't I don't have a big problem with that. No, I like it. Mira Sorvino wrote, wrote one for Mighty Aphrodite. I don't even know that. What don't you know? Mira Sorvino or Mighty Aphrodite? Or <laughs> Mighty Aphrodite. I don't know Mira Sorvino either. It's a Woody but... Allen movie. I showed you a picture of Mira Sorvino. Okay. Uh, one of the stories that we talked about like three weeks ago or something because she was playing Marilyn Monroe. I forgot already. Yeah. Oh. That doesn't surprise me. I'm telling you, there's a lot going on in my head and there's just not room to hang on to all this stuff. Uh, best actress. I was pissed. Carol knows I was pissed. Uh, Sharon Stone didn't win for Casino. Aw. Elizabeth Shue didn't win for <gasps> in Las Vegas. No. The two best performances of the year, I think. Right? Susan Sarandon won for Dead Man Walking. We still have to watch Dead Man Walking. Yeah, I haven't seen it, so I can't say 
that it's a travesty that it is, but it is. No, she did an excellent job in that as well. We just need to watch it so you'll understand. You, well, you've seen it? Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I who, went without you. Who did you go to the movie theater with? Heather. Oh, good for you. Uh, best actor. Jeez, bitter much? Yeah. I'm allowed to do things without you, you know. Yeah, that's true. Sometimes we go to the mall, too. <gasps> oh, oh, my God, the mall. Uh, Anthony Hopkins was nominated for Nixon as Nixon. Sean Penn for Dead Man Walking, but he did not win. He was a dead man walking. <laughs> Richard Dreyfus, Mr. Holland's opus, Glenn Holland, did not win. No. You know who won? Who? You know who won. We watched it. <laughs> Nicholas Cage leaving Lost. Yay! Vegas. Finally, somebody that deserves it. Best director, Mel Gibson for Braveheart. I definitely don't agree with that. Sorry. Sorry, Mel Gibson, but Mike Figgis leaving Las Vegas. I think I, I think there's there's merit there. Tim Robbins, Dead Man Walking. I don't know. Chris Noonan for Babe, maybe. Michael Radford for Il Postino, colon, The Postman. Don't know about that either. But I, I, when we talked about Braveheart way back in the beginning of the year, mm-hmm. I had some some nitpicks and gripes about the directing. So I, I, I don't think it's the best directing job at all. Okay, yeah, I agree. Best picture, also don't agree with Braveheart. Wow. Yeah, I didn't like it, remember? I did not like it. I know, I mean, I liked it. You didn't, I, I remember. But it wasn't. We spent a, a whole hour talking to, about it. To be honest with you, it wasn't a great year. Braveheart, Apollo 13. Eh, Apollo 13 was good, but like, best picture? I don't know. Babe? Il Postino, The Postman? I haven't seen it. And Sense and Sel- Sensibility. That's what it beat out. So, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Amongst those movies, I feel like it, it probably deserved to win. <sighs> Maybe. Babe is pretty good. Yeah, but I mean, like, and like, Leaving Las Vegas was amazing, and Casino was amazing, but those are not the kind of movies that get nominated for Best Picture. Well, they, yeah, neither one of them were nominated, so. Because they're, you know, darker. Darker. People like to celebrate, like, happy bullshit. <laughs> that should be the Oscars tagline. The Oscars. People like to celebrate happy bullshit. <laughs> Although Braveheart's pretty sad. Yeah, some of it, yeah. The but, girl gets murdered. Yeah. <laughs> then he gets killed. Yeah. So, uh. They may take your lives, but they'll never take my legs. Oh, yeah, they will. And your arms. <laughs> I have no legs. I have wow. no legs. I have no legs. That's what he, she should have started singing that. <laughs> they would have all laughed and been like, ah, oh, he's fine. Just let him go. Let Scotland be free or whatever. Right. Still not free. Still part of the United Kingdom. <laughs> Scotland is like the, I think like the 10th largest economy in, in Europe. Wow. But it's still not an independent nation. You know, it's so weird though. Like when we talk about countries in Europe, mm-hmm. I have trouble like really understanding it because it's like the countries in Europe, they're like states in the United States. I mean... Like, size-wise and stuff? Yeah. Okay, yeah, size-wise, sure. But they're whole countries with, right. like, different currency and governments and, you know, and, like, some of those countries are, like, the same size as the state of Michigan. Yeah, yeah, they they uh, recently recarpeted uh, Luxembourg. It's recarpeted the whole country. Oh, okay. They got a good deal from uh, 
<laughs> Empire. How many countries, I wonder, are there in Europe? We have 50 states, right? So I was just wondering, do we have more states? Or do they have more countries? Although North America is bigger than Europe, isn't it? Oh, my God. <laughs> Welcome to Geography Talk. <laughs> uh, North America, the entire continent of North America? Yeah. Yes, it's bigger than Europe. But how about the United States? Is the United States bigger than Europe? Yes. I honestly don't know. I think maybe. Yeah, I think it's close. But I believe there are, I don't honestly, I don't know how many countries there are in Europe. Uh, it's got to be around 50, maybe a little bit more. I don't know. Some of them are pretty small. Estonia. You know, Germany's pretty big, though. Germany's a fairly large country. Yeah. There's a few pretty large countries in Europe. I mean, the p- problem is, is how do you count Russia, I suppose? Because uh, half of, like, part of Russia is Europe. And part of it is Asia. Right. Because <laughs> it's an, a massive country. So I guess if you include the parts, that's well, that's the biggest country in Europe, I guess. But it's a it straddles both continents. So I don't know; it's hard to hard to say. But there are a couple big ones in the in the central part of Europe, like Germany, like Austria, and then Italy's fairly large. But other than that, they're pretty small. Hmm. Spain and France are pretty large. We should go backpacking in Europe. Okay, let's do that. Then you can count each state. Each I, uh, I will. Go through. Yeah. One country, two <laughs> countries. And we'll make it through like one a day because they're so small. I don't know if you could do that. <laughs> I think you have a, a misinterpretation of how big <laughs> the countries of Europe are. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, well. But what we didn't misinterpret is what we watched this week, I don't think. We watched another episode of Friends, but mm-hmm. it was, like, amazing. I, it was so fucking funny. The, they were there for us. Yeah. Why don't and, you- and, they're the, and, and, and we'll be there for them, too. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> You're on it today, huh? Hilarious I'm contribution. Little, I'm a little out of it today. Sorry, guys. Eddie. We talked about when Eddie moved in, I believe. Yeah, I think so. So now we get to talk about Eddie moving out. It's the best. Okay. It starts with Chandler waking up to Eddie staring at him. Mm -hmm. How fucked up is that? Like, what would you do if you woke up and your roommate was sitting there in the dark just staring at you? Well, I don't have a roommate, so. But if you did. And, I mean, you've probably stared at me before when I was sleeping. I had a friend do that to me one time, and it was really creepy. Yeah, I opened my eyes, and my friend Chris was just staring at me with this big smile on his face. I was like, "What? What's he, up?" He had just finished masturbating. <laughs> I hope not. Wow, and it was a guy too. Yeah, it was weird. creepy. It is weird. I've never had anyone stare at me while I was sleeping. That I know that you know of, I know of yeah. right? Because apparently Eddie does this all the time. He's like, you're just freaked out because you saw me. What about all the other times when you didn't wake up? Right. What about when I hid from you? <laughs> yeah, I hid. Out of courtesy. <laughs> I hid behind the bathroom door when you got up to go to the bathroom. Right. Yeah, it was it was pretty funny. And Chandler was like, get out, get out, get out. But, but Eddie, like, 
has some kind of mental illness. He must, because it's like he keeps thinking that the conversation didn't happen and just filling in reality with other things. Right. Like they went on a road trip to Vegas in one day, I guess, from New York. I don't know how they did that. Right. But he bought him boots. (laughs) Yeah. Where'd he get the boots from? I don't know. Like, that's the shit that scares me. (laughs) Killed somebody for him. Right. And um, then he got, like, a fruit dehydrator, and he was just, like, shrinking all this tiny fruit. Why? Why? It's so weird. I don't know. Because it was a weird thing to to do, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) And, like, in the episode when he had moved in, I I think it was that episode, so maybe we already knew he was a little weird. He had got. Oh yeah, he, we knew he was weird. He he had a fish tank with like a, a goldfish gold cracker. cracker. Yeah. Well, now it has a real fish in it. Mm-hmm. Well, it did. But he took it out and shoved it in his pocket. And he said, "I'm not leaving you alone with my fish because <laughs> it's going to do way better in his pocket. Very safe fish." Maybe he traded the fish for boots. <laughs> So, in the meantime, uh, Joey had lost his job as uh, Dr. Drake Ramore. Yeah, he got fired. He got he, written off the show. He got shoved down an elevator was shaft. Was it Days of Our Lives? That's, that's, yeah. that's NBC soap opera, so that makes yeah. sense. So, he has no way to pay for this lovely apartment and all the stuff that he put on credit. What's that one? Victor? Right? Victor uh, Kess or something? I think, actually, I think that's Jennifer Aniston's dad. What are you talking about? The guy that plays, that's like the villain on Days of Our Lives. I think that's Jennifer Aniston's dad. Oh, I don't know. That plays him. I don't he's, watch he's, Gen- General he's, Hospital. He's or? Greek. Days of Our Lives. <laughs> Damn it. Right. You don't know anything about Sammy. I, li- I like all my children, though. You don't know anything about Sammy or any of the other ones. No. I can't remember their names. I'm surprised that you do. There's a redhead on it too. I can't remember her name. Well, I'm sure you I'm sure you know it's the redhead. Well she's she's older at this point. Um, I think she's been on the show for like twenty five years or something. Interesting. My mom Days of Our Lives is the one my mom watches. Gotcha. So I know some some stuff. But I don't know all of it. I know some things. Right. So <clears throat> He gets a uh, envelope from the credit card company that says envelope one of two. Yeah. What in the actual fuck, Joey? We spent a lot of money on stuff. And why? Like, wait till you have the money. Like, I know you got the job, but wait till you have the money. Well, how how long was he on this show? This this soap opera for? Because wasn't he? Wasn't he getting money? Must have been getting money true. every week, right? Yeah, I mean, he's been on it for a bit, so he should have had some money saved up. Spent it all in that apartment. Yeah. Oh, well. What's he got left now? Nothing. Hmm. Well, he ends up with... He stayed with uh, Chandler and fucking saved his money. Right. He ends... Yep. He's a fucking moron. <laughs> he ends up... I'm really mad at... Fuck jo- off. I'm really mad at Joey now. I hadn't thought about it before, but I'm, 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 I'm honestly really angry at him. For, Why? For how he... How he, first of all, he hurt his friend by moving out. And second of all, you know, he, he uh, wasted his money. Yeah. He could have given some money to, to Chandler, who'd been paying for him for 
like his entire life. Yeah, he could have like I don't know paid rent one month before he moved out, <laughs> bastard. But um, Ross buys when they come to. And he re- doesn't share food. What a selfish dick. <laughs> Fuck off. When they come to repossess his stuff, yeah. Ross is there, and he's like, "What can hey, I? Guys. What? What can I save?" <laughs> Yeah, you're taking all this stuff. <laughs> what what can I get for two hundred dollars? Because they oh he wanted to get the parrot. They were leaving with the parrot because he has this whole bunch of fucking fake animals. Like what a waste of money. He bought a menagerie of fake animals. No matter how much money you have, it's like that's a waste of money. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Um, and it was like two thousand dollars. Yeah. Like what the fuck? So he's like, what can I get for two hundred? So he saved this white dog statue that's Ugh. ugly as fuck yeah i think it's supposed to be a whippet or a greyhound or something I looks like a greyhound to me but who knows so that's what he has left that's it a saluki so <laughs> was it what i just love when you ignore me that's the most fun most fun well, i don't know what <laughs> a saluki is it's a dog type oh, of dog i've never heard of it it's like it looks like a greyhound kind of okay they're tall. Well, they're tall. Eh, they're not quite. But anyway, go ahead. So, another time, like, Chandler has talked to him and he thinks that he's moved out. Mm-hmm. And then Eddie shows up at fucking Central Perk and he's like, oh my god, he's in the doorway or the window and he's holding a human head because he was holding a mannequin's head. Right. And he's talking about what they can do with the mannequin's head. Put chips in it. Yeah. For a dinner party. <laughs> So what ends up happening is Joey moves back in and uh, they just pretend like he never moved out when Eddie gets there. Yeah. We it's don't know what awesome. you're talking about, man. Yeah. Uh, this is my roommate. Mm-hmm. And he's like, why is all my stuff outside? <laughs> and he just accepts. <laughs> he just accepts it, though, because he's so used to like things not being what he thought they were. Yeah. He's a weirdo. So funny. He's gone. I think it's like like the best episode ever. I think he should be found on the street with his throat slashed. Oh, wow. Just Way so, to take friends to a dark place. Just so they can feel bad. And they're like, oh, man. Because <laughs> he was out in the streets of New York City alone. With all his stuff. He was murdered. Oh, well. <laughs> and then they just go blithely on with their day. Uh, did anything else happen in this episode? Was mm-hmm. Monica doing something? Oh, they were... They were taking each other's wind and shit. Oh, yeah. The girls read this book called Be Your Own Windkeeper. It was some self-help thing. Yeah, something where, you know, guys are evil and... Women empowerment. Yeah. Which is fine, but don't scam women out of $20 for each copy of the book they buy when it's just like, hey, speak up for yourself. (laughs) You know, like, I mean, it's... The, all the stuff they were talking about is very simple concepts mm-hmm. made complicated with dumb new agey sounding things like the pool of your inner self and the the forest of your your womanhood and, and stuff like <laughs> it's just like hey maybe don't let guys walk all over you yeah that's I mean I could I could make the Reader's Digest version of that uh, of that book on a napkin. Well, and you know, I, I'm all about feminism, but sometimes we take it a smidge too far, and I think this is one of those times, yeah. because they were getting angry at the guys who weren't doing anything. 
yes, guys do things that suck and women do need to be more assertive and, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever. But you shouldn't treat all guys like crap because some guys are bad. Right. Yeah, like like Ross was like, does anyone want to declare? And they they got all pissed off about that. So, yeah, I don't think that uh, it's very fair to to him because he was just offering them a, a treat. Yeah. They were well, mean. And, like, he told Rachel, like, hey, we got to get going. And she freaked out. Like, he was bossing her around. It's like, yeah. it's time to go to the fucking movie. Like, right. He's like, actually, the movie theater has the schedule. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. But yeah, I don't think there was much else going on. No. But it was the greatest episode ever, you said. It really was. You didn't think so? It was fine. I just thought it was hilarious. Like, the Eddie stuff was so funny. Yeah. He's a weirdo. <laughs> that actor, specifically. Chips and a mannequin head. I love it. Right. Well, speaking of uh, chips and a real head, Ew. which is some- something that might have happened in this movie, I don't know. <laughs> If it had been allowed to go on any farther. Right. We watched... Wood chips in the head, for sure. Right. We watched Fargo. Fargo. Yeah. Fargo, we... North Dakota. <laughs> we uh, we saw this movie. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's a really good movie. It's a movie by a couple of brothers called Joel and Ethan Cohen. I wonder if they're like sad and or angry people in real life because holy crap was this movie sad yeah and violent and kind of gross it's like it was like a crime movie but everybody was dumb right (laughs) so all the all the problems came because they were dumb yes for sure like oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) the 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 lady cop though like Mm -hmm. she was the only smart one in the movie yeah, yeah, she was smart, and it's funny because like she was, she was smart in a very like slow, methodical, mm-hmm. like, churning kind of way, and she was always calm. Like yeah. literally, nothing ruffled her. No, not at all. I can't even imagine like being a police officer. You've got to see a lot of shit, mm-hmm. and to just maintain that level of cool all the time and was she like was she a sheriff i think i think so because i she was she's op, she was operating in many different places yeah she was in brainerd she mm-hmm. was in the the twin Cities. oh you're going to the twin cities eh <laughs> she was in the twin cities and she was in a few different places and it seemed like she she had authority in many mm-hmm. different places. So I don't think she worked for, like... I don't think she was a chief. I don't think she worked for, like, a municipal police department. I think she was a sheriff. Working Which, for, like, a county sheriff department. Okay, so a sheriff is in the county. Yeah. And then there's state police for the state. Correct, yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and she was pregnant. That's mm-hmm. the most amazing part of it all. Like, I kind of love that this movie makes women look like badasses. To, right. I mean, <laughs> you know, to be pregnant... And deal with everything and do it so well. And deal with uh, psychotic um, <laughs> ex or like psychotic uh, classmates, high school classmates. Oh my god, that was such a weird part of the movie that connected to nothing, yeah. but, but it was like a bit of flavor, I guess. It was I don't know. It was interesting though. 
It was another, it was, she looked more shaken up there than she did when she saw a body in a wood chipper. Yeah, the, the, her, her Asian classmate, it's so funny too, because he's like, oh, hey, you know, like he's got the same accent. Well, yeah, because he's from there. I know, but it's so weird to see that, that accent come out of an Asian person. (laughs) Okay. Well, I just, you don't, like, even when you see people in California, right? Because there's a lot of Asian people in California. Mm-hmm. They don't talk, they talk with, if if they have an accent, they might have a bit of a, uh, like a Chinese or a, or a Japanese accent, depending on where they're, they're from, obviously. Uh, or they might have not much of an accent at all, just speak, you know, kind of like we do, I suppose, we're... We don't have much of an accent. You rarely find one that has a Californian accent. Right. It's like, oh, and then we went, uh, and then, and I mean, there are, there are some, there are some Asian people that have accents like that, but they don't, it doesn't seem like, it seems more like, and I, maybe it's uh, a product of where they learn English from, I guess. Yeah. If they're, and maybe I'm thinking more of people that are first generation or people who grow up in an area that is mostly Asian. Yeah, because that's there true too. are areas like that in California. I don't think there are areas like that no. in Minnesota. No, no, that's that's definitely true. Yeah, he probably and he might not be first generation. Right. His parents might be first generation maybe and he's second generation. Or he could be adopted for all we know. Yeah. I mean he could never have seen another Asian person in his whole life. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, it was it's just it's odd to see like that accent's odd anyway. Uh-huh. But to see it come out of somebody that is clearly not Midwestern is weird. We're so close to it though. If I saw a black person being like, "Oh, really?" Huh? that'd be weird to me too. <laughs> yeah. It would. But I mean, you know how close we are to speaking like that. They even kind of speak like that in the UP. Oh, they for sure do. Yeah. Oh, you, so you get, part get, of our state. Get uh, get uh, my 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 show, snow machine over there, and uh, yeah, the, the, they they speak like that. Uh, you you know, go up by um by Houghton or uh, uh, let's see uh, Harris, mm-hmm. Michigan, which is right by Wisconsin, or you know like where Michigan Tech is and stuff like that. You go up there on the Upper Peninsula. They yeah yeah they start talking like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know why we don't, but I'm glad. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is like they do a lot in Wisconsin, too. But then there are parts of Wisconsin where they don't. Hmm. <laughs> there are parts of Wisconsin. It's so weird. Like St. Louis, maybe like the big city. St. Louis isn't in Wisconsin, but. Oh, shit. It's in Missouri. <laughs> Missouri. Yeah. Yeah. But no, it is. It is weird. Chicago, too. They have. They must. They see that they talk like this in Chicago. This. Uh, this is a kind of a Chicago accent. Yeah. Not everybody in Chicago talks like this, but. Uh, eh, this is uh, this is the stereotypical Chicago accent there. Okay, well, I mean that's not Midwestern. Well, is Chicago's it? Midwest, yeah, for sure. But I mean the accent. Yeah, well, that I mean, you're the, doing. There, I don't know if there's a gen- generic Midwestern accent. I thought that what they did in the movie was the generic Midwestern oh, oh, accent. Yeah, I, I, yeah, no, no, that's that's specific to like parts of Wisconsin, Minnesota, North Dakota, hmm. that area, because those places were. Uh, discovered and like founded by Scandinavians. Oh, okay. And that's, you know, if you ever hear, if you ever hear it with the, like, the, what's the Swedish chef that borg, borg, borg? Yeah, you know, it's like you you hear that. Um, that that is that's a mixture of that. 
That's kind okay. of where that accent comes from, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, you know, it's kind of it's it gets a little more. It's it's like it's that mixed with the Chicago kind of, but it's it's more musical, you know. Like yeah. the, you you hear a Swedish person talking that. Oh yeah, you know, it's very <laughs> it's very it's like uh, rocking kind of talking. Yeah. Yeah, I heard a uh, a lady speaking in uh Norwegian before. Mm-hmm. It was really cool. Yeah. And it did. It sounded like she was singing. Yeah. She was on the phone talking to her family, crying and laughing, and the mm-hmm. whole time it sounded like she was singing. Yeah. Yeah, and that's and that's where that comes from. But that's it's very that's a nor- northern Midwest accent, I guess. So, this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Back to the movie. That's that's uh, been accent talk, right? First, it's geography, then it's right. accents. We're we're on uh, something today. Yeah, I don't know. Social studies program. Right. We're going to talk about the psychology of uh, putting someone in a wood chipper. <laughs> Speaking of psychology, what was wrong with the dude in this movie? Like, first of all, he owes all this money. We don't know why. Oh, okay. So you're talking about the uh, the husband, William H Macy. Yeah. Who hires these two doofuses mm-hmm. to kidnap his wife for ransom so he can get the ransom money? Right. What a it like, honest to God. Well, except that it was his father-in-law he's trying to rip off. I would almost have said, just talk to your wife. Right. Get her to go along with it. Nobody's in any trouble. Right. But, yeah, he doesn't know these people. <laughs> right. <laughs> Bless you. Thank you. Yeah, he, do, he doesn't know these guys. Yeah. Like, how can he trust them to take care of his wife? Well, because, you know, uh, the Indian guy at the car dealership the that mechanic. he worked at yeah. uh, was, like, you know, so super trustworthy. Like, I think his name was Jim Proudfoot or yeah. something like that. His last name was Proudfoot. It was interesting. Yeah. And he looked like an asshole. I mean, he, he looked look like an <laughs> he looked like he hated everything and mm-hmm. everyone, and he never hardly ever spoke. He never smiled. Why would you never think... opened his mouth even when he spoke? <gasps> yeah, he didn't. What the fuck was that? Yeah, well. it was weird. <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't know why he'd be like, "Oh, you say these are good people." Right. I, I'm all about it. Yeah, exactly. And and they do end up killing his wife. Yeah. I'm I'm glad they didn't rape her. Like I was kind of afraid that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. At least she she died without being raped. <laughs> that should be in her obituary. At least she died without being raped. <laughs> well, I mean, the assholes stopped to get prostitutes more than once in this movie, so right, they're yeah. very very into sex. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, they had sex twice. They were very into sex. Well, in like, what, two, three days? This was not a long time period. I guess that's true, yeah. But, yeah, so this is, the plot of this movie is so serpentine. Yeah. But apparently, I guess, he defrauded the GMAC, which is the General Motors something credit creditor or something like that. Okay. Uh, but they 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 finance cars. Okay. So he defrauded them out of money. I don't know why or how. Well, he defrauded them because he said he sold four cars that he didn't sell. Right. And they gave loans for four cars that he didn't sell. What did he do with that money, though? That's what I'm saying. I don't know why. I don't know why he thought it would be a good idea to defraud the crediting company. I don't know what he did with that money, and 
Yeah, I don't, I don't like that was never explained, and I don't understand why. It didn't seem like he had gambling problems or anything like that, which is one thing you might think. It didn't seem like he had drug problems, mm-hmm. which is another thing you might think. So my guess is, you know, he was he came to his father-in-law with this, like, land deal or whatever, right? Like, mm-hmm. hey, let's do this. My guess is that he had some business idea that he thought, like, it seemed like, and this is the, you know, we have to read a lot of subtext and yeah. stuff because it's not you know, just put out there, which is, I like, but it seemed like he didn't like living under his father-in-law's thumb. Right. He worked for his father-in-law's car dealership. All of like his father-in-law had a bunch of money. They didn't, they just had whatever money that he made. I mean, it looked like they had a decent living and everything, but it it seemed like he resented that he had to work for his father-in-law and live off his father-in-law. Right. So my guess is is that he took that money and tried to start some sort of business of his own or tried to start had tried to invest in some sort of venture of his own and it failed cuz he's an idiot. He is definitely an idiot. And obviously didn't think it through or whatever. And now he's in trouble cuz he needs that money to pay them back cuz he committed fraud. That's my guess. Yeah. So that's this is the plan that he came up with is Staging the kidnapping of his wife, but really actually having her kidnapped. And he tells the kidnappers that he's going to ransom her for eighty thousand mm-hmm. dollars and that they get to keep forty. Yeah. But the reality is he's telling his father in law he's ransoming her for a million dollars. Right. Wow. I mean that's so so huge. Well he needs like eight hundred thousand dollars or something to pay off those loans. Wow. Yeah. It must have been more than four cars. Four cars couldn't be two hundred grand a piece, right? And unless they're like, I don't know, Ferraris. Maybe, maybe it was eight or something. I don't know. They he needed VIN numbers. Mm-hmm. I, that's all I know, and I can't remember how many VIN numbers he said. And maybe it wasn't eight hundred thousand dollars, but it was it was something like that. It was in that neighborhood. I think he was being greedy, just wanted extra money too. Probably. By, by the way, it was like he didn't need that whole million. Yeah. But anyway, so they. Yeah, he he stages this kidnapping. He gives them a car. Which is another stupid thing. Like, he goes with the guys who know the dude he works with. Yeah. And gives them a car to use from his lot. Everything is so easily traceable back to him. Yeah. And so he he loans them a car. They, They, the fucking moron, Steve Buscemi... Forgets to put the tag, the temporary tags in the windshield. Oh my god! So they get pulled over by a state, a state trooper, uh, who the one, the one guy, the silent guy, guy that barely ever talks with the blonde hair. I mean, just an absolute freak of a character. (laughs) uh, Kills the the guy. Mm -hmm. Then two people drive by, seeing Steve Buscemi trying to like. Get the guy off the road and everything. Yeah, because the big guy who's actually strong enough wouldn't help him, what, as punishment because he didn't put the tags on the car? Like, Yeah, I mean, well, first, they were both idiots, too, yeah. by the way. But just, just leave. leave him there. Yeah. Like, what does it matter if he's off the road or not? They're going to find him. Right. <laughs> so then, uh, because the, the, the couple sees uh, them, he chases them down in uh, his car and then kills both of them. Well, they very obviously were staring at them as they drove by, which was not very smart of them either. No. 
And apparently they weren't good drivers because he uh, crashed <laughs> right. the car, and that's why he was able to catch up with them. Yeah. So, but he must have been going real fast, I'm guessing, to try to get away from him. Well, yeah, and it was snowy. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, so they they kill those three people there. And that's when we get, uh, I think her name is um, Frances McDormand. The actress, the the pregnant one. Oh, okay, yes, yes. So she, that's when we see her and her sweet little relationship with her husband. It is so sweet. I love them together. Which is very cute. He, like, insists on getting up even though she's, like, woken up in the middle of the night to Mm -hmm. make her breakfast because you need a breakfast on the way to work. And then he brings her her lunch. lunch. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And she's very supportive of him and his uh, painting Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. I guess maybe he works for the post office as a as an artist or something like that, or or, or they just chose his thing or his design well, or whatever. He was in some kind of contest. It sounded like mm-hmm. so. I don't. I don't know. But yeah. Anyway, the, their relationship's very cute. We don't see a lot of it, but it's the what's there is impactful. Yeah. So yeah, she she you know kind of gets wind of this and everything starts to investigate. And like I said, she just kind of slowly churns her way across this movie, (laughs) like closing in on them closer and closer because she's just very methodical about everything that she does. And she follows, you know, every lead. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so. Yeah, I mean, basically, that's they they kidnap, they kidnap uh, the, the wife and she fights back. She is tough. She oh, was not sure. going down easy. But they put a bag over her head and take her to a lake, some cabin by the lake, and they keep her there. And she's just sitting in a chair, tied up Which sounds with a awful. bag over her head. Yeah. Probably pissing on herself. I mean, like, they're right. not they're not very kind. They're not, no. like, giving her food or making sure she's okay. Yeah, and, like, I don't know. They just, they they don't understand that uh, they they're supposed to give her back. Yeah. Like, they're dumb about the whole thing, too. Very dumb. And, like, the reason he killed her was because she started screaming. Right. She hadn't been screaming. Why'd she start screaming? What the fuck did he do? That's what I want to right? know. Because like, he was bored. I mean, that was, like, a thing they were kind of implying is, like, there's nothing to do. The TV's not even working right. So, like, was he fucking with her? I don't know. Who knows? <sighs> The whole thing was very upsetting to see. Steve Buscemi, uh, um, like, uh, got shot in the face. Yeah. Because the father-in-law insists on taking the money. Another stupid thing. Yeah. Like, if this was real, why would you all of a sudden switch that up like that? Yeah, and and the dude's, like, in his 60s or 70s. He's Mm -hmm. not, like young gonna go there and beat their ass or something like what he just wanted to see them with his own eyes i guess like i don't get it so he gets shot and killed Mm -hmm. but steve buscemi gets shot in the face and it's awesome (laughs) it makes me like so happy it's one of the best moments of the movie so he sees the money it's like for you know like oh my god a million dollars instead of the eighty thousand he thought it was gonna be so he takes out eighty thousand and hides the rest of the money and then he says, hey, you can take my truck. I'm going to take the car. He goes back to the thing. Mm-hmm. He goes back to the thing, looks at uh, looks at the, the wife dead on the ground. was like, uh, oh, what happened to her or whatever? Yeah. She was still attached to the chair. Yeah. 
And so the the one guy, the weird guy, I mean, they're all weird, mm-hmm. but he's like, uh, no, we split the car. And instead of just being like, fine, because he's got yeah. the rest of a million dollars. Right. He argues with him about it. And then Stupid. Leave, you know, leaves, and the guy comes after him with an axe, and it, you know, it cuts as he swings. Yeah, because this guy is fucking unhinged. Why do you argue with the crazy dude? Right. But obviously he killed him. Yeah. And then the next time we see, like, she's driving around the lake because, again, like, Steve Buscemi comes up and he's like, to this one dude, and he's like, hey, where can I get some, where can I get a prostitute around here, basically? Yeah. And he's like, oh, I don't know about that, you know, and like, he's, he's like, oh, the last people that, uh, you know, whatever, like, talk back to me are dead, you know, or whatever, basically. And he's like, oh, it sounds like it's not good for them. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, could you be more suspicious? Like, right. what is your problem? So dumb. So she goes driving around there, looking around, and she finds the car. The Tan Sierra. Tan Sierra! Tan Sierra! <laughs> and she sees him stuffing the guy into the wood chipper. That was so gross. With the tennis shoes still on his foot sticking yeah. out. Oh. So she gets him. She arrests him. She's like, oh, just for money, you know? Yeah, and the thing is, and she's like, just for a little bit of money. And it is a little bit. Of, it's $80,000. Yeah, it's not much at all. And the other dude had hidden almost a million dollars in the snow somewhere, mm-hmm. and it's just going to stay there forever now. Yeah, exactly. Until somebody somebody will find it. Somebody well, yeah, because he it. did mark it with a uh, ice scraper. Yeah. And then William H. Macy gets arrested. And we have no idea what happens to his son. <laughs> Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, the, 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 the car dealership. See, I don't guy. know who people are. <laughs> the car dealership guy. Yeah, he didn't give a shit L- about his kid. Lundegaard. Mm-hmm. Mr. Lundegaard. He was such an ass. Yeah. And who's this kid going to end up with now? Grandpa's dead, mom's dead, dad's in jail. I don't know. And, like, you know, they're short a million dollars from this family now, so it's not even like his inheritance is probably going to be huge now. Right. Well, I assume that the dad's got quite a bit of money. Dad seemed like he, he owned a very large business. Or the grandpa. Yeah, I guess. So he'll be all right. <laughs> I, I mean, financially, emotionally. <laughs> right? His whole family's dead. And it's all his dad's fault. Idiot. Oh, my God. Yeah. So what did you think of the movie as a whole? I really liked it. It it sucked me in the whole, you know, like the whole time. I really like identify with the main character while I'm watching it, and like the all cop. I, huh? The cop, yeah. yeah. And like all I wanted was for her to be okay and to get the assholes, and it all worked out. So it was very gratifying. She was the only good person in the movie. Well, really. and her husband. Yeah, but yeah, it's like really well written, mm-hmm. really good direction, and different. Yeah, but not exactly like funny in parts, like weirdly funny in parts. Mm-hmm. And just, I don't know, just very, like, one thing that I noticed, and I know they've done a couple other movies. Uh, I think they did a movie called Blood Simple. Um, Never heard of it. It's like a smaller independent one. But, like, so I know they've done a couple movies before, but this is, I mean, the first wide release one they've had. And the first one that's been really popular, a lot of people... Are talking about it. It's doing done well in the box office, um, but there's like almost like with Tarantino, right? There's something just a little bit different 
about their style. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I like is they let silences play out. Yes. And and I think that's that adds to some tension, that adds to and it makes certain scenes interesting. Some scenes that might not be funny become more funny as the silences play out or become more tense mm-hmm. because of that, but they really they really just let scenes kind of hang. Yeah. Um and I that's something that that's different that I I think is distinctly theirs. It it does it just has a different feel watching it than in a lot of other movies. Cinematography too, I mean, is they 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 have a lot of of white stark landscapes, mm-hmm. but they're they're kind of, you know, they they can be majestic in their their sweep too. Mm-hmm. So they they play with that a lot too, which is is nice. Yeah. But I yeah, I really I really enjoyed it. I thought it was uh, a good one. Definitely recommend it. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, uh, go out there and, and, uh, and check it out. But that is the uh, the episode for the week, Carol. Why don't you tell people stuff? <laughs> check out our website at RetroLateFee.com. Rate us at LateFee1994 at AOL.com and mm-hmm. tell a friend. That's right, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.